All right, welcome to our very first episode of the 22-23 school year here at Mac Chat. Uh, my name is Molly Bushman. I'll be your host today. And first, we'd like to thank our sponsor of this episode, Cobblestone Hotels. Thank you very much for your support of McDonald Area Catholic Schools. And we're here again to talk about all things Max. So how are we fulfilling our mission, Mind, Body, Spirit, Community? And we've got a great guest today to help us do that. Welcome, Mr. Greg Gilbertson. Thanks. It's good to be here. Awesome. So tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Um, uh, grew up in the Max system, spent a couple years in the um, in public school, got in some trouble, came back and kind of found myself again back here. Graduated in 96 from McDonald here and uh, been um, working with uh, kids and youth um, pretty consistently um, most of my most of my life. All right. And a couple of things we'd just like to dive into today since we have 20, 30 minutes to chat. Um, we can always go a lot longer than that, can't we? So, but we'll start with talking about the festivals of the falls. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And then I'd like to just talk a little bit more about your new role here as a high school theology teacher and some of your own, a little bit more about that journey you, you glossed over there. Right on. Um, so let's start with Festival of the Falls. What, tell us more, what is Festivals of the Falls and, and how did this come to be? Well, uh, what it is, is it's a three-day weekend over, um, coming up shortly here, um, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, September 9th, 10th, and 11th, where um, some folks in town had the idea to uh, combine all our parish festivals and uh, um in a way that uh, helps us celebrate um, kind of this Catholic community thing that's been kind of cultivated and growing over the last several years. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of a neat way of a lot of different efforts sort of coming to fruition in a really natural, organic way. So we're just going to uh, – Friday night will be the St. Charles one. We're going to do it up here because we have a building project going on on our grounds. And uh, which is really cool because it's also the night of the first Max home game. So we're basically we're gonna roast a pig, and we got a polka band coming in, and we got some kids games, and um, um, we're gonna auction off some different things, and there'll be a silent auction as well. But um, we're gonna have a tent out front of the school here, and um, and uh, we're gonna present it kind of as a tailgater for the uh, for the first uh, football home game, which is which is across the street at Dory Field. But um, we're gonna send them off with. Uh, playing on mcdonald and oh fun so okay so night one so this is three days yep uh and so the first day is going to be the september 9th evening of september 9th here at mcdonald correct benefiting saint charles borromeo yep that'll be from five to ten okay and um hopefully hopefully we're handing out uh samples that we're going to roast a pig right out in front here and hopefully we're handing out samples to people to entice them to come in as they're picking up their kids from school and all that. Mm, sounds like fun. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. so then we're moving on to, so September 10th, what's that uh, uh, festival? 10th is, 10th is Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. That's their laissez-faire. And as part of that, they do a Starlight Supper with a Night at the Gaslight, which is kind of a um, dinner theater sort of uh, thing, number of different acts that will be there. Um, it's limited to 165 uh, folks. And you got to buy tickets for that one. Um, by the way, the St. Charles meal is it's real cheap. I think it's twelve bucks for kids and or twelve for adults and six for kids. Um, and then uh, and then for the um, Notre Dame one, it's thirty five bucks a head for that one. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a really fun. One. I'm gonna I'm think I'm gonna play um, 
some music there as part of their their thing um their night at the gaslight and then on so let me just let's read let's do one recap a little one at a time so that so saturday night the the 10th will be at notre dame at, yep up at the up at the grec the, the grec and yep. then uh that what time is that one at did you say that one is uh 5 it just says 5 30 to close okay. i think they're trying to keep it open because it kind of kind of can be fun and run a little late so great and those are advanced tickets with yep. uh a, a dinner theater. Yep. yep. And call okay. the call the uh, parish office, parish office or the Goldsmith um, Coffee Bar at seven one five three seven nine thirty five. I'm sorry, thirty four fifty eight seven one five three seven nine three four five eight for reservations and tickets. Awesome. Okay. And moving on, last but not least, well, uh, my, my home parish yep. uh, on September eleventh. Tell us more. And about this that is one. always the biggest <laughs> festival for Chippewa. Like this is um, Holy Ghost is such a great church and it's got that it's just got a great kind of blue collar community vibe over there and it's just really fun um so that is september 11th sunday that's 11 a.m to 5 p.m and um, um it's gonna be chicken and uh kids games and all the stuff that's always happened at the uh at um yeah at the holy ghost festival and even as a even as a you know i've been up i grew up at holy ghost because i'm mm-hmm. a south sider too but I've been up here for I don't know, almost 20 years now, and uh, and we still look forward to Holy Ghost as the big as a big festival. It is. It has all those great um, some some would say cultural traditions of a little bit of a bygone era. So yeah. there's like a throwback feel to it. There is. Um, uh, my favorite story is you know my parents would always give me like a 20 and just say go spend it at the church picnic when i was growing up two blocks from holy ghost and one one year one golden day i played the big wheel could not lose everybody started following me around you know and then finally i was like okay well i'm gonna they closed down the big wheel they were still running the cakewalk so i went over i bought three paddles for a dollar and i won three cakes So that was m- probably the luckiest day of my life. You? Ten years old. Ten years old. Um, so, <laughs> so Score. I had to figure out how to get those three cakes home because obviously I rode my bike. So um, just a lot of fun for not a lot of money, <laughs> and yeah. uh, just good old-fashioned family fun. So yeah, I'll put a, my my own experience on that one. Although I personally plan to attend all of these, and it sounds like a great weekend. Well, if you attend all of them, there's some kind of stuff for that. Um, you get a card if you go to the, um, and you got to go to the St. Charles one up here at Max, up here at McDonald, um, on the Friday night, September 9th, and you'll get a card. And if you get that card stamped, that's your passport. And mm-hmm. if you get it, if you get, uh, your passport stamped at all three festivals, meaning you've attended in person, all three festivals, you, uh, you get automatically entered into a, into a drawing, um, with just the others that attended all three. Um, and, all right. Well, I'm in. Yeah. And then if you don't want to do that, um, you can buy tickets for all the different um, things that are being auctioned off at the uh, at the parish, at the festivals. But um, the um, yeah, if you but you can buy uh, you can buy the super ticket and that not only gets you um, uh, tickets for the auction items at all three festivals, but it also gets you into the um it also counts as a passport as though you've been to all three. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw that sweepstakes yeah. that went out. Um, all right. So 
I think that'll be a really fun weekend coming up September 9th through the 11th. If our listeners want more information, is there a website? Festivals, festivals, plural, festivalsofthefalls.com. We'll get you there. Um, let me just uh, advertise a couple things, though. Um, at For our St. Charles one, what we're auctioning off is um, uh, one is a uh, is a dinner for four by Chef Nathan Berg, who's a McDonald alum. Um, he uh, he used to have Native Bay. He was the head chef at the Lake Lee in Eau Claire when that opened up, mm-hmm. and he's just and he's a good friend and he's just an amazing chef. Um, and so he'll uh, he'll work with the winners of that and um, either come to their house and prepare it for them or find a way that that works um, to get them food to, to cook it uh, for them with them. He'll ta- he'll work with them on the menu mm-hmm. and what they want. Um, and then we're auctioning off two, and this is really exciting. Two. Um, and these are 50 square boards. So, so you have a one in, it's a $10, I think it, I think they're $10 um, squares. And then you got a one in 50 chance of winning that, um, or depending on, or two in 50, depending on how many squares you buy. And then we're doing the same thing, two boards for um, bomb tacos meals, mm. which has not been back. Okay. And that's, that's generating a lot of interest in the area that, that there's a chance to get bombed Rice Roberts bomb tacos again. Um, wow. Yeah. I was like, is that still a thing? Yeah. Apparently only at Boromania. Bort St. Charles. We are St. Charles Boro, Borromeo, and so this is our Boromania. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that sounds great, Big Greg. Roast. Anything else you want to share about Festivals of the Falls? No, there is other information, but if you go to festivalsofthefalls.com, um, you will, uh, that'll take you there, and I'll get you everything you need to know. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that info. Um, and I guess I did forget to ask, what role do you play with this? I mean, it sounds like, you know, you've got the website, you've got all the data. Is, is there a, a combined committee? How does that look? Yeah, this was, I think, Paul McDonald. I think, like, he's the one who reached out to me initially. So I think this, if he wasn't like the, if this wasn't his brainchild, it was, um, it was uh, very close to him. And... um yeah, so I, I I was overwhelmed and I tried not to be part of it for a little while. I just didn't want nothing <laughs> on my plate. But then they they wrote me in, and I'm actually very glad I have that I'm doing it. One mm-hmm. of one of my goals. I've, so I've been the um, I've been working as a faith formation guy and religious head guy at uh, Saint Char- for Saint Charles and Saint Peter's since like 2012 or 2013. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I wanted to do right away was get the different parishes working together. And there were some um, there were some personnel things um, where there wasn't there weren't enough catechists in town for the religious ed program, and so um, when Father Ed was here, he and I saw that as a, as an opportunity to um, to kind of come alongside um, Holy Ghost and some of the and, and Notre Dame and, and to be able to start collaborating and, and sharing resources with that, um, and then that just has snowballed into a lot of other things. Um, with more communication and more um, kind of a a share in a a collaboration and a joint mission to help Mm -hmm. cultivate a Catholic, a a real sense of Catholic community, um, not only at Max, but also through the religious ed program to the degree that we're able to in the public schools as well. And with the adult formation in our parishes and all that stuff. So being able to, being able to have the GREC, which is the Goldsmith Religious Education Center, of course, the old um, Notre Dame, uh, school building has been a um, has been a big deal, and um, and then now for this to kind of just grow out of it. This now we're doing our parish festivals, guys, and we're just having fun. We're just screwing around. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really it really is kind of a kind of a cool thing that that um, 
that's the fruit of uh, quite a few years of, of hard work of just kind of helping the parishes calibrate with mm-hmm. each other in town. Yeah, that's awesome. I've, I've definitely noticed a lot of fruits, some more visible than others in the this whole collaborative effort. Um, you know, for our listeners, a couple of other things to check out on collaborations would be the Meitler study that was done, the pastoral plan that we're, a lot of us are working hard to implement. Um, that uh-huh. can be found on the Max website. Again, that's a Meitler pastoral plan. Um, working on some facilities plans together as well as, as, as city parishes. Um, I guess it goes back to, you know, the 19th century, having a, a church on each hill. And that's great. We all have our own identities, but we also all serve the same community. So uh, it's cool that we can be, you know, united in faith and called to mission as a Catholic community. Mm-hmm. So thanks for your role and in, in taking a lead on that. Absolutely. It's been it's been just a huge blessing to be part of. All right. So so. I mean, you've been so involved with things at the parishes. Now, um, I am super excited to welcome you as our brand new <laughs> high school theology teacher here at McDonald. Um, so I'd like to learn just, and I'm sure our listeners would like to learn a little bit more about the new high school theology teacher at McDonald. Um, so you are, I guess, let's just start with that role. What are you most excited for with this new role? Um, how is it going so far? It, um, well, so far, I mean, <laughs> a little early to tell yet. We have students coming on Monday, and so we'll start to, I'll start to get my head around what I just got myself into then. But <laughs> um, no, I'm really excited about it. Like it's like this is, there's been um, through the last couple of weeks and getting to know the staff here and stuff, there really seems to be a very genuine team spirit here in a very genuine sense of mission that's got a lot of buy-in from everybody. And um, it's just a real, it's just a real honor to, to be uh, to be part of it, um, I think what I'm looking forward to most is I've worked with I've worked with kids um, in different settings, and we can talk about um, those different settings. But but I mean for the last thirty years, you know, and um, and uh, but it's always been on a weekly basis. Whether it's you know I was a um, I was filling in as a full time youth pastor at Chippewa Valley Bible Church for a while back in my kind of evangelical days and again we can talk about all that stuff um and then um and then working with the um with the religious ed program up here for the last 10 years um Mm -hmm. and so the and so to be able to to be able to get in there and not have to do so much at once and just be able to work slowly through and i love this trimester schedule too like i like the idea of having having extended periods of time with kids on a daily basis um yeah, so just the, the the daily interaction with 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 uh, with this material and with kids and stuff is really really something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, so uh, which ty- uh, which classes are you going to be teaching this this um, semester? This, this I should say trimester, this trimester, the first yes. trimester. Yes, um, this I have uh, um, I have the sophomore religion, so um, I have all the sophomores, I think. So uh, that's Paschal Mysteries, what we're going through, and then. Um, uh, I have some of the juniors, and that's gonna, we're going to be ecclesiology, Christ Church, and then uh, the elective I have is uh, church history. So awesome! So yeah, I mean, I think um, it was fun the other day, and I was doing my rounds and just trying to visit everybody, see how everybody's doing, making sure they all have you know fans in their room. I got my like fan that. in my room this morning. I was very awesome. happy to see that see that in there. Thank it's, you for it's that. Small things, you know, sometimes. Yep. But also just being able to um, spend a little time with you to to talk over um, 
some of your background knowledge that you want to be able to share with these kids. So uh, I guess what are you most or what can students have most to look forward to in your classroom this year? What I so so here's kind of my my mission statement, and this might not make sense at first, but that's why we have a trimester to unpack it. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> is there's a this is a very strange cultural moment right now that we're having and everything seems to be fragmenting more and more and more and kind of falling apart. And so it's harder and we're trying to recapture that through like, I, I think this push toward um, identity is a big word that we use in political conversations now. And I think that push toward identity is it's a response to like an impulse. That's I think very real that things are falling apart in a lot of different levels. Um, and and not only around here, you know, like the institutions that used to hold us together being, say, the family farm, for instance, isn't really an institution that 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 can hold the glue isn't as sticky as it used to be. It doesn't hold us together and it, like it used to. Um, and that's kind of on the on the the practical side of things, but more philosophically or existentially, what I think what we're seeing is a lot of a lot of things falling apart. With um, you don't really know. And I fear for these kids because because you don't really know why you're getting out of bed some mornings. You don't really know um, what what holds the world together. And and what I want to do is is help kids move from thinking of reality as being fragmented to being fractalized. It's fractals that we live in that we are in the image of God and that we are um, in that the cosmos is fully represented in us and that's a thing that we share together and and. And at mass, what you get is a representation of all of reality. It's all right there, um, symbolized for us in ways that if we can learn how to see and read and, and, and participate in that in, in that symbolism, um, I think that's the thing that holds the world together. The mm -hmm. word in religion, religion, the lig in the middle of there is the word ligament. That's it's where we get the word ligament from. It's what holds together. We talk about um, Christ says, "Do this in remembrance of me." Well, to remember is to put back together. To literally remember mm -hmm. a thing, and and more and more and more, I'm astonished at the reality of of. Christ and how that really does hold the whole human experience together. It holds the whole world together and that the human vocation is something that is, that is so sacred. And, um, and because we misunderstand that we don't take it seriously enough. Mm -hmm. And so to, and so to be able to explore some of these concepts in very concrete ways. And that's, that's, I think the beauty of the time that, that I'm looking forward to having with the kids over you know not only the daily um, schedule of teaching but also the but also the the, the lengthened trimesters mm -hmm. um, I think is really gonna allow for some really interesting conversations and moments in the classroom that's that's my hope but mm -hmm. yeah I mean I'm hearing a lot there and, and a lot of passion for this um, for bringing kids to connecting philosophical theological concepts to their own search for identity that all teenagers go through yep. Um, yep. we don't live on the yeah. page we live everyday lives and if we can't if we can't make those connections for why for how this um, for how these things speak into my relationships how these things speak into how I watch Marvel movies how it, it, it's all there it's it's 
there's a mm-hmm. pattern to reality that 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 scripture and the and the church fathers give us and i'm and it, it's what gives me hope and mm-hmm. and i know that i know that there's ways for that to um for that to inspire young people as well yeah i i think so hearing that passion in your voice for bringing um all of that to the level of our students to be able to attend mass see you know as we say the sacrament that happens there is making um, an invisible reality present through visible signs Uh right so Uh the bread the wine uh, everything that happens at mass is making something invisible present and so in in a, a culture that seems to be really focused on what's visible what is physical that we are teaching our kids to bring in the spiritual and the emotional and the, the in, things that are invisible, mm-hmm. but equally real. That, 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 um, I think there's a lot of philosophers that, that would tell you are more real. Like that is they're, they're real in the sense that they're eternal and, and, and unchangeable. Mm. Um, things like, I mean, the reality of, of love, the reality of self-sacrifice, these things that um, that then play themselves out in the in the visible world. I mean, name a moment in the history of philosophy where where, where the conversation wasn't primarily how do heaven and earth relate to each other. I mean, that's the whole Descartes getting to I think therefore I am is him trying to parse out that question. I mean, all the Platonic Aristotelian conversations are all they're, they're all that conversation. And what you get in Christ is it actually put together in the real world. We believe in we believe in God the Father, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. It's right there in the creed. That is, and that's the mission: is to lig heaven and earth together in ways that are intelligible to how we how we live our daily lives. And I mean how we how we how we go grocery shopping, how we how we interact on Snapchat, how we every every bit of it down to the the finest granular level. So putting some, I guess, flesh on this coming from you, what is it about your own life story, your own history that brings so much passion and, and the fact that the air you breathe is, is the faith that you hold? Can you tell us a little bit about your, your testimony as, yeah, as sure. you say the evangelicals say? Yeah, I'd love to. Say yes. I'd love to. So, mm-hmm. I, so I grew up, um, I grew up uh, Catholic, but um, not particularly uh engaged in my faith or anything like that. Um, but there was always this sensibility and I can look back now and find like, even like what I would call like kind of mini mystical experiences happen, like, like just there was something I was tuned into even when I was very, very young. Um, and even through my rebellious phases when I was in kind of junior high is kind of when I got that out of the way, like, like this is the thing that I was rebelling against. Like I've always been circling around this one invisible thing that even though I can't articulate it, I know it's the most important thing in the world. And so Greg Richards thinks it was his junior year. I still think it was our sophomore year, but either way, um, uh, he transferred to our school to here at McDonald and, um, and he and some other um, kids from the evangelical youth group at Chippewa Bible Church across town would just talk about Christ like the way I talked about, you know, ice fishing or bird hunting or the Packers. Like it was, it was just what it's it's what they loved, and it, and it was all over them. And I think I was I was I remember that being the thing more than anything that I was drawn to. And so I started going to the and and, and Greg and I just hit it off. We we. Um, connected over Star Wars and all kinds of stuff that, you know, 
teenage, teenage boys, boys like yep. yeah or and girls will be inclusive yep, but yep, yep, yep. Yep. Um, in this case teenage we, boys we, named greg we did not we, we, there wasn't a lot of care bears or my little pony but i mean there could have been <laughs> um but we uh so yeah we went so i started going to to um to youth group over there and really got invested with the youth with the youth pastor you know i've been a guitarist for a long time and so they that a place like like kind of in a little band over there and making music with with that the youth pastor was in and with with some buddies over there and it just it became it became my social world and then um but 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 i think it gave me permission to talk openly it gave me an arena to be able to have these conversations that that i didn't that i hadn't had otherwise um um and then you know, uh, one thing that's great about, about evangelicals is that they, they really know scripture. And so like, I really learned to live and breathe, um, both the old and the new Testament. Um, and so, um, and so that, that, and so then I think scripture kind of became the template for just the narrative structure of the world for me. I'm using big grown up words now, but, but, um, yeah. And then, uh, and so I met my wife over there. We were married in August of 99. Um, shout out to Gabby. Hey, Gab. Want to give a shout out to your daughters real quick before we forget? Beth, Molly, and Hannah are the three best people on earth. All right. Nice. <laughs> yep. I'm very, very, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very proud of all three of them. And um, I'm just proud to be their dad. And yeah. Awesome. Um, so, um, so yeah, then I... Uh, where are we at? So you married Gabby. Married Gab yep. over there. Yep. And um, we we went up to I went up to a Bible school up in Canada for a while and um, started kind of kind of the same dynamic started playing itself out where questions that I had that I'd been kind of chewing on deep and kind of deep brain territory. Um, I once again found an arena to start discussing some of those and that led to further questions and further questions. And, um, eventually I started saying, well, why doesn't the church do it this way? Or why, why do we do it this way? Maybe we should do it this way instead. And, um, if you've ever read, um, GK Chesterton's orthodoxy, you know, he starts by saying that, that him discovering Catholicism was like, I think he likens it to a man who set off to find a new world, got turned around at sea and landed and came back and landed on the other side of England. And so mm -hmm. he discovered what was already there, but still had the joy of discovering it as though it was brand new. And that's, that eventually was Catholicism for me. It was, it was finding my way back, um, not by staying home, but by, but by getting out and exploring and, and eventually the winds just kind of take you back 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 here mm -hmm. so in some sense all road is duly to rome but um yeah so so coming back here and and by here i mean i mean catholicism um i was already confirmed so my wife went through rcia with deacon kinnick and i kind of audited it with her just as a kind of refresher course mm -hmm. um and by this point I'm, I'm pretty well read theologically i'm pretty familiar with particularly reformers um and uh and yeah so it, um canada wouldn't give us work visas so we ended up um coming back here and thank uh, you 
Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried a tried a Bible school in um, in Iowa for a while. Was down at Mays Bible College. It was pretty Anabaptist, um, and and I and I and it was in the other direction from what I knew that I was going. I knew that I was kind of moving toward toward a liturgical model thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's not like. Russian Orthodoxy is something that I have a lot of access to here. So it was Catholicism and that's, um, and that's, and, and so I went and I got a hold of Deacon Kinnick and we walked around the West Hill here and I got to ask him all the questions that I, that as a Protestant, that, that I was really struggling with, whether it be Marian theology or transubstantiation or purgatory or a lot of these things. And, mm-hmm. and his acts, his answers were actually pretty satisfying to me. And so I realized that while this, while maybe, maybe it didn't satisfy every little nuanced um, question I had that it, um, that there was something deeply, deeply plausible about this. And so, um, yeah, eventually I just, we started Gab and that's when, that's when Gab entered RCIA and we talked about it and I, uh, yeah. And then, uh, then eventually, um, and then eventually started working at the church and mm-hmm. now I'm up here. And so it's just been, it's just been a really interesting road and the church has been really, really good to me my whole life. And I just don't have any of those kind of negative experiences that people have probably realistically rightfully had with the church, you know? Sure. So. Sure. I mean, I, and this is something that I really think, you know, is, it's just a, it's beautiful. Of course, any story of, um, any testimony that ends with, you know, accepting Jesus and also accepting his church, of course, is a, is beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. And I think really it also connects to your work here in that, you know, the kids, especially high schoolers, they're questioning everything. Mm-hmm. And I think some maybe would shy away from that. Like, ah, if we let you ask too many questions, it could lead you in the wrong direction. But you know better than most that continuing to ask there are answers to those questions and so uh you can validate the 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 goodness in the kids and asking the questions and you can help and actually provide answers that that hopefully whether today tomorrow or later in their lives will will bring them home what you're doing is like you know um You know, Aquinas was good about pointing out that God is not a supreme being. He's being itself. So what you're naming is reality. Like, like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the Christian name for reality. That's what that is. And, you know, Acts 17 says that in him we live and move and have our being. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and Colossians says that um, Paul's got, in, in the first chapter of Colossians, Paul has this beautiful ode to Christ. He might be taking it from some liturgical thing. I don't. I don't know where it where it comes from. But he talks about how in Him, in Christ, all the fullness was pleased to dwell. Well, the fullness of what? The fullness of God? Yeah. The fullness of the physical world? Yeah. The fullness of all of it mm-hmm. is there in Christ. And so, if that's the reality of the world, then then you're giving kids something that they're going to bump up against the rest of their life. If you give them an ideology, if you give them a proposition, they can reject those things because they're not going to bump into those ideologies if they go, you know, somewhere else. Um, If you give them a proposition, well, the world's full of propositions and they're not going to be bumping into that. But if you give them the name of 
of what reality actually is and how it actually lays itself out. It, it, at that point, it's just a matter of, of that personal moments or moments, many moments of saying, all right, I'm going to submit to this. I'm, I'm going to make my peace with this is how reality actually lays itself out. And then you start to see the beauty in it. You get little glimpses of the beauty ahead of time, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, but but once you're once you're once you begin, and I don't just mean reading theologically or anything like that. Um, that stuff can be very helpful. But but once you start seeing the world that it lays out a certain way, in that in that in that we live in a trinitarian world and that that trinitarian world is actually articulated to us in Christ and through the church and is in that the world is made intelligible you start it starts to make sense why all these other ideological ways we behave in the world they're not intelligible they're not mm -hmm. and they don't hold together and we're seeing that not hold together the reason it's not holding together is because they were never meant to hold together that's not how the world actually is well, I think we're running short on time. You know, you and I could. Yeah, you know, sorry, you got me. Well, you got me on like the center, like, like a central thing that interests me in life. That, that's so there's, that's there's what no we're to, that's what we're yeah. here for. But and I really look forward to seeing how you connect with our students, um, make these concepts salient and relevant for them, um, bring them closer to Christ, uh, right and and living their best lives in in the truest sense of that phrase. Um, and I also look forward to hanging out with you at festivals of the fall yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, my prayers to you and your students as you get off to the school year and, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be stopping by your classroom to see how things are going Do it. sooner Do than it. later. All right. Thanks again, Greg Gilbertson. Thanks for having me.